It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. I guess we'll see if the uh, if the cat walked on the board this week. That's like a a potential hazard every week. <laughs> I have my rabbit boots on today. Yeah, the Chinese rabbits. That's how you get the red ones. So I was showing Kendall <laughs> when I went in to get my phone, and I'm like, "It's real rabbit feel." And he goes, "I've never seen a red rabbit." And I said, "Chris says they're Chinese rabbits." He, he laughed really hard. <laughs> that's because that's how that's how you get red rabbit for. There's no dyes. It's just Chinese rabbits. Um, it's episode 238 of the New Utah Podcast. And uh, as is wont, um, we had some scheduling and emergency issues. And Oh, their PR people, she just called me as I was walking in the door, and she felt so bad. She was like, what do you do? I'm like, we've been doing this for four and a half years. I was like, we'll get it rescheduled. I was like, don't even let her worry. Like, we'll, it'll be fine. That's why in the intro we say sometimes a guest. Yep, sometimes guest. <laughs> sometimes not a guest. Today is one of those sometimes not a guest. Yeah, it happens. It happens. And then uh, we are all in studio today. Um, We're back. COVID free. It's the way to be. Chris came um, back negative. I know. I was. I don't know if I was disappointed or happy. I mean, I was happy because I can go hang out with my my friends. I just marked on the table. I feel bad. Um, I was happy because I could, <laughs> you know, now I can go be around people. And and I got to say, look, I feel like I've been a pretty responsible person. I'm not going to talk about how I exposed myself to COVID. That was a completely dumbass, irresponsible thing to do. And I think it was, you know, seven months of being pretty diligent about activities. It was so bad. I even told him he was a dumbass activities and wearing my mask and you know how i interacted with coworkers, like all of that was very responsible for so long and i made a bad judgment call and i i exposed myself and had to quarantine and i realized in the basically like three and a half weeks four weeks of not seeing people that uh, i don't like that yeah chris is a little too social i i didn't really n- notice a difference <laughs> Yeah, but like even even Bree was like, so, you know, we have our gamer group and we've all, because of the high case counts, we all even said, let's take a couple weeks, let's take a break, let's like try and be responsible because, you know, one of one of our guys takes care of his elderly parents and doesn't want to expose them and be responsible for, you know, their deaths because once you're a certain age, you just die from COVID is what I understand. So anyway, so we haven't gotten together in a while. Um, we had a... Uh, our annual ugly sweater party that was postponed because of COVID. Not from me, though, from <laughs> someone else. So we had friends that had COVID in the household. Um, funny, like he had his daughter tested positive and the other three in the household who all got sick with like a basically a cold. They all tested. They were all negative with symptoms. Yeah. So, so my brother-in-law, I can't remember if we talked about it last night on, on the podcast. My sister and my brother-in-law both got tested. He had zero symptoms, felt fine. He tested positive. My sister tested negative, but she was in bed, felt like garbage, thought for sure she had it. So she got retested, still didn't have it. So it is flu season. I mean, yeah, it's flu season. It's cold and flu season. I should say cold and flu. One, you should get a flu shot. There's still time. If you haven't gotten one, go fucking get a flu shot. 
it's the the thing you can do for yourself that um it's i don't i don't even know i don't even know how to explain it it's just just do it like especially this year i normally don't get them i got it this year because i don't want to get the flu and i don't want to be miserable with the flu or potentially because they're so similar to covid the flu symptoms and covid are so similar I just don't want to deal with it. So, speaking of vaccines, I don't know if it's on our list, but the, they're rolling out the COVID vaccine. They vaccinated the first healthcare workers today, actually. I actually Utah. put it on my list about wondering if Sean will, since she's a CNA that works in a nursing home. I think she will pretty quickly. I mean, so the first round of vaccines is from Pfizer, uh, and the Pfizer vaccine. Um, Are you saying Pfizer? What? It's Pfizer. Pfizer. That's what I said, Pfizer. No, you said <laughs> Pfizer. It's Pfizer. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, so anyway, Pfizer's vaccine is uh it's the super cold one, right? So you have it has to be held at negative seventy Celsius, which is roughly negative ninety degrees Fahrenheit. There's not a lot of freezers that get that cold. Um in fact there are five in the state of Utah. They're at uh IMC um, I think LDS Hospital, the U, and uh, the uh, IMC Hospital down in, I don't know what it's called, but down in St. George. And then I oh, yeah, think yeah, yeah. the IHC facility in um, Provo, the Provo Hospital, has a freezer that gets that cold. So, And you can only have them not that cold for like, I think it's five days, maybe it's three days, before the vaccine becomes non-viable. So... But I mean, it, it allows them to transport it somewhere and yeah. get it to the, I mean, you can get anywhere in Utah in a day. So. Yeah. But, but you like basically have to use it as soon as you, on you know, you thaw it out, you have to use it. Uh, and, and so it is much more limited. Um, obviously this is the first batches. There are already prioritizations in place in the state of Utah as to who gets it. Um, you know, healthcare workers, um, and the elderly, um, are going to be your number one. Uh, and then, um, some other folks. So I haven't really heard if you've already have it or if you've already had it. So the the word on the street that what they're seeing is <laughs> the word on the street. <laughs> well, again, it's all fucking so it's all so new and cutting edge in terms of like dealing with this virus. I mean, people, this is this is what's crazy. We developed a vaccine for COVID in basically nine months. Which is pretty incredible. That's that's what I'm saying. That's all like, fucking believable. And that's believable. awesome. There was three, um, three different vaccines right now are on, on the docket. Yes, and there's way and I can't even remember the hundreds that they said are are in like testing and stuff. They've been trying to create a COVID vaccine for coronavirus, specifically for coronavirus, for like twenty fucking years. It took them how many years did it take them to create a smallpox vaccine? Or and I know technology's improved. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But even in the last ten years. It, vaccines don't happen that fast. They take five to ten years in best case scenarios. Part of that is money, right? Mm-hmm. And paperwork. Right? M- money's huge. I mean, paperwork in the U.S., right? Because other countries approve shit way faster than we do. Um, and the fact that it was approved in Britain and being used in Britain, you know, weeks before here makes me more confident in it. Um, and it's fine. Your kid's just going to get autism. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but this vaccine also requires two shots, um, like two or three weeks apart. Um, so... But back to your question, um, the the thinking or the common guideline right now is six months. So if you've had COVID, you have six months of immunity. Um, is what they're 
kind of guessing. That's what they're guessing at, right? Like it's there's not a lot of repeat cases for them to actually do a lot of study. We're only a year into this thing. I mean, Wuhan was October of last year, and it's just now December, so we're just a little over a year. And basically, until it got to civilized nations, China's not civilized, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) until it got to civilized nations that actually produced real numbers and reported real facts, uh, no one knew what the fuck was going on with this virus. So those first few months at the end of 2019, it was a guessing game. It was, I think what, I think what finally hit people is when they started seeing the emergency hospital builds they did in China, in Wuhan province. Like that's. That I still remember seeing those videos with like a hundred fucking cranes in a space building a hospital. Looked like a mass unit. And it was done in, in like two weeks. Like that's just obscene. Like the kind of, that's a communist government for you, right? But it made me think of like Chernobyl, the, the movie about Chernobyl that they did on HBO, the docuseries. Yeah. And like, no, that's just your job. That's what you're told to do. You, you need to go do it no matter the risk, right? Like. It's a very different world they operate in. But anyway, that's that was the part that really got me like this is not a fucking this this is serious. This is like yeah. and we're just, we are just lucky, right? We're just lucky that it wasn't more deadly. And I did learn. I was telling Scotty from work this today. What I learned about this pandemic, what I have learned so far is if a real pandemic hits, meaning like a, an actual disease that kills people, we're fucked. Like, like zombieitis. Yeah, zombieitis. We're fucked. Like, <laughs> I, like if there is a real, like I have no doubt in my mind, and I'm not just talking Americans. I'm talking the world. We are fucked if we have a real, like a real killer. I just want it to take me fast. Like, can you imagine if if this virus had the like anxiety a, of wondering if you're asymptomatic has been the most anxiety ridden thing for me yes. because I actually had. Um, my step cousin's parents, um, that got it from somebody that was asymptomatic. And I was like, fuck, like that's been my biggest, my biggest thing during my, all of this. My boss has a neighbor and they've been just like super quarantined, like closed themselves off, haven't done anything, haven't gone anywhere. And, uh, one of their coworkers decided to bring over a treat and they let him in their house and they had their masks on, but it was cold. So they let him in. And the next day, she had to call him and tell him she had tested positive. <laughs> so, uh, do your girls have boyfriends? One does. So, what are, like do you, do you have? What, do they have the conversations about dating during COVID? Like, what's the? I haven't really asked her because it's Cassie, and you don't really ask Cassie things like that. If it was Sean, you could, but <laughs> but um, Cassie met her boyfriend at work. So she was already always exposed to him. Uh huh. Um, and so, like that's how she met him i i don't know that there's any like, i don't know how else you would do that yeah i mean look there there are th- those there are going to be interactions where you're not masked up like we're not masked up we spend a day every week together mm-hmm. and outside of this we wear masks mm-hmm. when we're in public i know jeremy don't fucking go nowhere like jeremy <laughs> don't fucking go nowhere he he works from home he can when Sprout he does go out, <laughs> texas when i don't he, know when he does go out he wears a mask yep. uh, on job sites and stuff yep. and um but otherwise you know, i don't go in i don't go anywhere brie don't go nowhere either <laughs> i don't even go to the grocery store chris does it every once in a while i'll go with him but it's pretty rare yeah it's uh and that's the right thing to do right you're really only supposed to have one person do all that stuff and that's me. And I go to the office 
when I'm at my office, I'm wearing a mask if I'm not at my desk. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. That's how we are too. And I was, I for some people, I don't understand why people feel the need to walk behind my desk. Like there's a desk in front of me that is empty and has glass, and I'm like, why do you have to stand behind me? Like, if if people come over to talk to me, I put my mask on. Like it's just sitting right on my desk. I just throw it on. Uh, and that's, when I went to visit Jeff today and I knocked on the outside of his door, he grabbed his mask off of a hook and put it on before I mm-hmm. went in. Like, it's just a responsible thing to do for most people. I mean, it's, it's okay. So I want to read this. Hold on. I, find it. I just got a fuzzy up my nose. You guys <laughs> talk, talk amongst yourself about disease for a second. Well, talk I was trying disease. to. I was telling you I had a fuzzy up my nose. That's not a disease. I don't uh, know why you think that is a disease. So do they, have they given any indication about your daughter, about Sean getting it? Or, I mean, I assume this is going to be a really slow process. Yeah. They, she hasn't told me anything. Um, I haven't asked her officially, but where she works in the nursing home and old people are among the first, I would guess that people working with old people, they would want vaccinated. No, that is, that is one of the, the, the top ones that they, they identified. Healthcare workers and healthcare workers specifically that deal with elderly patients. So like nursing homes are all getting, they're kind of first in line. So I think what they'll do is they'll hit, uh, and I don't know, there's, there's actually a detailed list out on the, is it like covid.utah.gov or something, whatever that site is. Um, but it's, it's, uh, high, the highest risk healthcare workers first, meaning the doctors and the nurses that are working in the COVID wings and in the ERs where the COVID patients are coming in. Uh, and then it becomes, um, people that are testing for COVID, people that work around the elderly, um, in like nursing homes and the rest of medical staff, uh, you know, kind of across the board that aren't in COVID wings. And then after that, it becomes then like essential workers and general populace. And the, the working belief is that by the time summer rolls around, like we're not necessarily going to be at herd immunity. Uh, we're not going to have 70 plus percent of people vaccinated by then, but by summer it will be generally available and you'll be able to go to like Walgreens or CVS, uh, and, or your, your doctor and Just get like a vaccination. Get a flu shot. Yeah. And, and they're going to try to get it to everyone. The, the trick there is getting beyond Pfizer because Johnson, Pfizer. Johnson and Johnson and, uh, what's the other one? The M one, um, Moderno. Uh, Moderna. Yeah, th- those two, those two companies are producing vaccines that don't have to be in that super cold environment. Uh, and I think that are one dose, uh, which is also a big deal instead of doing the two dose, the two round thing. So, but are you going to get it? Yeah, cause I'm going to Hawaii for my wedding in October and there's no fucking way I'm not going to get it. Um, I did see today a cruise update that, that they're talking about mandating that you've had it if you cruise. Yep. They will absolutely do that. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing airlines require it to fly, cruise ships require it to cruise. So this is my logical resorts. thinking, cause sometimes I do it when I drive. That's usually the only time it's logical. Um, <laughs> I was like, all these people that take vitamins every day, I would be interested to know how many of those are anti-vaxxers or that are saying they don't want to take those vaccinations. Vitamins or Because vitamins are not regulated by the FDA. And I was like, hmm, interesting. It's just an interesting thought. Neither is your peppermint oil or your lavender. Yes. Oh, I did tweet that out too. Yes. But God blesses those. So you're okay. Well, and there are tons of... (laughs) Only if you get them from Young Living. That's true. Because yes. Yeah. There are tons of memes out there that um, are talking about different things that we consume 
that should make you not be worried about the vaccine, like American cheese or breathing the air in winter here. Okay, what does everyone have against American cheese? It's weird. It is cheese. It's cheese, and I love government cheese. cheese, too. American cheese is 100% real I'm not saying cheese. it's not. It's just weird. Anyway, yeah. the point is you've taken off the track because you can't help but interrupt. The point is there are things that we have all ingested, weird things. We've been around weird crap. Like, really? you This, this thing that's been tested with tons of people and been approved by the government that... People all over the world are taking. That's where you decide to draw your your line. In, the in sand. college, I had this crappy job cutting up old campers. Mm. That stuff I breathe uh, in. Asbestos. Yeah, yeah, that's probably you got fucking cancer coming, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I wanted to talk about this. Uh, so um, I, I I came across something called shopping cart theory. Have you guys heard of shopping cart theory? No. Do you have it pulled up? Because if you don't, I can pull it Yeah, up. I have it pulled up. That's okay. what I was pulling up while we were having that conversation. Um, and Sean actually sent this to me. And it 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 makes a lot of sense. And it was in line with, with some of the things that we were talking about, about people being responsible and wearing a fucking mask and not politicizing stupid shit like that. Or, you know, taking a vaccine because it's the responsible thing to do because you fucking use patchouli oil to make your house <laughs> bad juju go away or whatever. Um, so shopping cart theory, I'm, I'm just going to read it because uh, I think it's worth reading in, in full. Uh, the shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return the shopping cart is easy, convenient is, a, is an easy, convenient task and one which we all recognize is the correct, appropriate thing to do. To return the shopping cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return the cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning your shopping cart. No one will fine you or kill you for not returning your shopping cart. You gain nothing by returning your shopping cart. You must return the shopping cart out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it is the right thing to do, because it is correct. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a law and force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is good or a bad member of society. Amen to that. I always return my shopping cart. I do too. Like you just take it in the corral. It's not that fucking hard. Or if I'm in a store that doesn't have one, just take it inside. Like Savers, take it in the damn store because Savers doesn't have a return, which means they don't have people assigned to go out and pick them up. Take your cart back. Well, it's not that big of a deal, right? To do it. That's and that's the whole idea behind shopping cart theory, and it speaks a lot to things like, you know. Wearing a mask, look, you're not going to get fined if you don't wear a mask in, in the U.S. Like, I don't think any city can ultimately enforce that, right? You might get asked to leave the store. Um, the mask, a little bit unlike the shopping cart, you're probably going to get ridiculed for being a piece of shit. Um, and honestly, if I saw you put your fucking shopping cart on a park strip and fucking, like, you know how many times I've been, like, Sam's Club or the fucking grocery store and I see some motherfucker literally next to a shopping cart corral? Just Like, it's car. one car length away and they fucking put the cart up on the park strip and fucking get in their car and leave. I feel like that's more effort because you have to, like, lift the shopping cart up onto the median where the shopping cart corral, you just, you know, push it. It's just made to push and, the cart. And the whole idea is... When you leave your shopping cart out in the middle of the fucking parking lot, it's going to hit cars. 
and you don't want that to hit your car. So why wouldn't you put it away so it's not a danger to motorists and to, to cars? Because people only care about themselves. Which is why I like that, that, that last statement. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a law. That's why we have laws in the first place. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's a weird thing to me, but it's, it is, I, I wanted to bring it up because we were talking about, you know, COVID and it, it brings a lot of those same things to my mind. Like, how hard is it to put on a mask? Right? It's, it's an easy fucking thing. There's the negative impact to you is that you get warm, moist breath in your mask. Oh, well. It does make me a little warmer, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's also fucking... Oh, it's the best. 17 degrees out right now. This, this <laughs> time of year. We were, I was driving down a street with, with like, um, school, school stops, you know, school zones. There we go. That's where I was like. And there were two people sitting on either side of a street. And the lady was sitting there with her nose hanging out of her mask. And I'm like, bitch, it's 30 degrees outside. You know what would make your freaking face warmer? Putting your mask over your nose. <laughs> but anyway, I sorry, I just... It really kind of struck a chord with me that it is a, I mean, that really is a good litmus test of character of someone because it's just, there's, there's nothing that says you have to do it. It's just appreciated. It's a nice thing to do. Yes. Uh, wow. We're, I don't know how far in we are. We don't have a guest, so it we can just matter. fucking we can ramble. Do all night. <laughs> it's our show. Um, we got a lot of shit happening. <laughs> we just, I told you guys before the show, we had our HVAC replaced at the end of last week. Yeah. Did it go out or was it just because it's getting old and you it, decided to replace it? Was it was getting old. So I decided to have it serviced because I'd never had it serviced the whole time I've lived in this house. And the guy came in and he's like, well, I can service this, but, um, like there's all these things that are wrong and there's oil leaking in your, your, um, air compressor outside and, and it's just going to get worse. Like I can fix that, but it'll, it, it's not going to be a, an actual fix. It's just going to be a, like a bandaid fix. And it's like, you got a couple years left before you start replacing major parts. And then those major parts, you know, 2000 here, 3000 here, and they're all going to break over the course of a couple years. And then you're going to be out, you know, seven, $8,000. And, you and then you're still going to have to buy a new HVAC. And so with rates and stuff so low, we, we decided to do some other home improvement. So I actually had one of my insureds, um, just straight heating and air come out and do it. And they came out, um, early Thursday morning and they got almost everything done, but we got a hybrid system and it has to be wired differently and vented differently. And so he had to come back on Friday to do, to finish up the wiring and stuff. And, uh, Chris actually noticed that there was some exhaust coming in. They they tried to the way they have to vent the exhaust for these because it's the hybrid system that Bree keeps calling it. It's a heat pump system. It's not a hybrid. Whatever. System. <laughs> so, Starts with an H. And not common up in northern Utah because it's it's really expensive. Um, and until this like recently, like within the last couple of months, there wasn't any advantage to doing it from a, a purchase price perspective. And it's a complex thing of how it works with the actual coolant that's used in the AC unit, but essentially because it boils at like sub-zero temperatures, um, they can actually extract heat off of it inside the furnace. And so instead of the furnace actually firing up, they can blow air across it and heat the house with ambient temperature air from the coolant system that runs through the AC unit outside. So when the furnace does kick on, um, the, the, 
the off gases that are produced from both running air across the coolant and then also the furnace have to be vented differently. They don't just go up a chimney stack because they are, um, they, they, uh, um, form liquid at a much lower so temperature. They're heavier. So yeah, they're a lot heavier. So they basically have to vent them out the side of your house. So they went up through where our fresh air intake was. And they still have the fresh air intake coming out there, but they also have like a little fan on the outside of the, the house now that blows out the exhaust to help move it through the pipe and get it out of the, the house. But they were trying to do it without like disturbing our walls and stuff. And so they were trying to do the connection just by reaching into the existing ductwork and sealing it that and, way. And it didn't seal. And so when Chris came down to his office, he's like, I smell, I smell exhaust. I looked uh, up in there. I'm like, ah, it didn't seal all the way. So I told him, he's like, damn it. <laughs> But he really only had to cut into the bulkhead that's in my office uh, to seal it up um, and, and redo the seal, and it's great now. And yeah, It's just going to be a little minor paint repair. I'll tell you, the difference between an 86% efficient and a 96% efficient furnace is like night, night day. day. It's unreal. The whole house is the same temperature. Like, it doesn't matter if we're downstairs in the basement, upstairs in well, the Well, it's a little bedrooms. cooler down here and a little warmer upstairs just because of how that works. But it's, it's, it is... Don't don't look at me. You know that window's <laughs> open, right? No, I know, but I'm just saying. But I mean, it, it tells oh, my cheeks are really bright red. <laughs> it tells a lot about like the the way that the temperature is working right now. Where we used to have it at 74, and we would boil down here and everything. That It'd be freezing upstairs. And right now, I don't have like my blanket on. I do have my rabbit boots on. That could be some of it. And but it is, and it is hot in here. It is hot, but, but it's only set at 72, and we've got the window open. Yeah. So. So, but it's it stays. This whole house stays the same temperature awesome. now. Really those are great. the systems they use in St. George and Vegas. Yeah. And, so, oh, the yeah. the reason is so those systems are good at like minus fifteen degrees. They they still work. They still use the heat pump for that. So the the furnace only kicks on to catch up. Like there's some heat coils that, that get used in it as well. But basically, the furnace only has to kick on whenever it has to do a, a bunch of heating really fast, or it's got to like defrost the unit outside. Like when the temperature dropped. Uh, a little bit when it snowed and then it, it kind of got colder really fast. We noticed that the furnace came on for a little bit. But yeah, otherwise, so recently in the state of Utah, um, this area just got approved for $2,000 uh, tax incentive, uh, tax rebate on it. And so, and it's actually a tax rebate that goes to the installers. So they just give you $2,000 off the price of the unit. Nice. So it ended up being cheaper than a traditional unit. That's cool. Yeah. So good stuff. It's just Dawn here. Oh. I, I'll, I will be right back. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So we're we're doing other stuff house related. Um. So I'm sure we'll talk about it on the podcast as those things happen because you know it's part of your life. It's what we do. Yeah, it is. You can what? do that. She, open that door so dipshit can go out there. She she goes she outside. Can't open with, it with her. She's too she, short. She goes outside with Phoebe and then and then Chopper gets locked in the room and he's like, "Hey, motherfuckers! I need to go bark at him too." Anyway, um, what about you guys? Who put the new carpet thing on there? I did. You got new carpet? <coughs> I picked it out and paid for it today. Well, <laughs> I picked it out on Friday. For where? Uh, for my living room. Because, um, I mean, my house is almost 14 years old. And is that the original carpet? It is the original carpet. Did you get the super padding? No, you it's like the, it's like the most like builder grade carpet ever. No, I mean for the new stuff. Oh, I don't. Oh, it's it's an eight. Yeah, it's nice. No, so, like the padding, the the pad underneath though is an eight. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But it's not plastic like this one. So, it's pet proof. 
No, I don't. Ours, ours is pet proof. It's couple. awesome, right? No, when you vacuum. No, so like- but it. So when when I was staining my cabinets a few years ago, I turned and the cabinet like hit the stain like all over the carpet, and so my couch like covers it up. Um, but it's just like something I've wanted to do. I'm like, do I do it at the same time that I do the rest of the floor? But I'm just so tired of it. And um, there's a flooring store that opened by my house in the summertime. And they have been so amazing to stay in touch with me. And I'm like, I can't. I'm building a deck. I don't have the money every time she texts me. But then I got my escrow money back. And I was like, I'm doing this. So they came out measured on Friday. He was like, this is so square. He's like, this is going to be easy. Yeah, it'll take him like 10 minutes to install it. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I didn't bring any samples, but I knew, like, I've looked at samples before I knew what I wanted. And so I went over, we went through a bunch of them. And then there were two that I just couldn't decide between. One was like a gray with gray and the other one was gray with white. And so I paid for it today and hopefully it'll get installed in two weeks. Yeah, it'll... (laughs) I'm so, it's like, I'm so... Oh, but it's like a micro, like it's like... Um, it'll take them like an hour. I'm, well, I have to pull it up, so <laughs> that'll be fun. Do you have to pull up the tax strip too? Usually I don't they know. Ask I should ask. Them. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not sure because I left them. I think I left them on the stairs. I hate pulling up tax strips. They're such a pain in the ass. I, yeah, I did it upstairs when I put the floor down by myself upstairs. I've, I've done it in the entire upstairs of our house too as we yeah. like put all the tile down. Oh yeah. The first of upstairs wasn't bad, but the stairs taking off that carpet was so hard. But I think this will be pretty easy. But yeah, I'm really ever, excited. I'm just going to lay on my floor all the if time. If we ever do those stairs, it's going to suck because it's not one sheet of carpet. It's a bunch of scraps that it were used. Each piece. Each and stair, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot. Of, like Some of it's solid, but most of it we're going to have to pull off yeah. one by one. So, uh, But yeah, I like new carpet. I'm we, excited. I just, except for it'll make me want to get, like, oh, maybe I could just take the rest of it into my room. So I assume this is you <laughs> that also put Pyrex and Cancer. Yes, I did. So you have both of those things? Yeah, yes. Pyrex and Cancer? Yes. Pyrex is good. Py- okay, so this is, <laughs> I never, ever thought I would be a Pyrex collector because I just, like, I don't buy things that I don't really need. Like, or unless I know I have a very specific, Co- like, space Collect- for them. There's a thing? A Pyrex collector is a Yes, thing? let me tell you about this. So, <laughs> like, a couple of years ago, James and I were at the antique store, and he had mentioned that he had his mom's old Pyrex, and we found a matching one, but it was like, ugh. I don't know, $40, $50, and I just thought that's so weird, and I didn't think anything of that, it. When you say a Pyrex, you just mean like a specific kind of casserole dish? So, no, like collections. There are collections. Um, I don't know when they started, because, but it started becoming a big deal. Because Pyrex is a type of glass. Yes. Yep. So, there are very specific collections that have very specific designs on them, and... Um, there's ones that are really, really hard to find and are worth a lot of money. And so last weekend, um, I was down at the antique store and I saw, I, if anybody knows me, they know I'm obsessed with snow, like all things snowflakes. And I walked around this corner and there was one and had snowflakes on and I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I think I need that. But then I looked at the price and it was $35. And I was like, "Mm, I have a couple other things I have to get first. And so we went into the North. That was in the South building. And that one particularly is like locked up in a case. So we went to the North building and there was one that was the opposite colors of it. And it was like $15, but the finish was worn off. And I was like, meh, I'll wait. I'll go home and research it. So this particular design 
was made between 1956 and ended in 1967. And there are... So there's like turquoise with white snowflakes, charcoal with white snowflakes, and then, um, and then like the designs are flipped. So, um, so I went back the next weekend and I bought one and then I walked around the corner in the same booth and there were two more and I was like, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) but they're so beautiful. But I didn't realize like what a huge deal this is. And so, I had to go back. That was on Friday that I bought the first ones. I went back on Saturday because I had to pick one more thing up. I had on hold. And the lady in the South Building who never talks to anyone. She's very standoffish. Is this your place down in Southern yeah. Utah? Yeah. No, it's in Springville. Yeah, Southern Utah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, she, we, they happened to be hers. It was her booth. And she was like, I think I might have some more at home. And I was like, oh, that would be really awesome. And so... Um, she leaned over the counter and she said, Hey, if you can stick around for 45 minutes, we have a gentleman that bought a very rare piece of Pyrex on eBay for his girlfriend. And we've been setting it up that we're going to put it in one of our cases and he's going to bring her in and surprise her with it. And it was so cool to watch that happen because she saw it. 45 minutes in an antique store. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I'm there for hours. Um, it's like, this was my weekend. uh, It was good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I just went to North Philly and came back. So it was so fun to watch her walk up and she's probably in her thirties. I would say she walked up to it and she saw it and she was like, all she wanted to get was her picture with it. And it was so cute. And then once she, she realized that it was hers. It was just awesome. And it's so it's the piece is called um the design's called Polynesian and it said that it was just a um like a, a test design that somehow got released. Anyways, the gal that it was gifted to, she told me that on many occasion that particular piece has been for sale for in the two thousand dollar range. Just for that piece. So I was like, huh, that's cool. And then people started searching him for me. And I was like, no, I have to build my shelves first to put this on because they're not to be used. <laughs> so, so wait, yeah, like as was what I was going to yeah. ask. So you spend $2,000 on an old piece of Pyrex and uh-huh. you just make cookies with it. You don't use it? I'm. Uh, she might. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. And I don't know how much collection? she spent. It. Yeah, many people do use theirs. Would I... I would use it, but I don't want my roommates using it. They lose my silverware yeah, and my mixing bowls. Your roommates aren't allowed to use anything. Yeah, they're not allowed to touch. So I have this. I have these child safety <laughs> bowls for you. So yeah, it's there's a, like a huge collector group huh. like on Instagram and Facebook, and I don't need to be part of them, but it's nice to know that they're out there. So well, you already are a collector. So I am now. You were before. <laughs> you were a collector of Just, scotch. You don't even drink and yeah. You have that a scotch oh no. Collection. So this is so my scotch is. So my scotch is my my investment. No, it's all in my closet. Yeah, I know. And I'm insuring it also. I just have to go through and write down all all the information. But um How much do you think you have? Pyrex in is the same thing, like bottles? Yeah, like, or like money wise out of this the collection. Oh, have. I have no idea. I don't know. How much I'm in it versus how much it is, I don't know. <laughs> but I have about I think I have thirteen bottles and they're all rare. And discontinued or limited like releases, so yeah, that's pretty cool. But. I don't. I was gonna say I don't collect stuff, but there's a bunch of magic cards that say otherwise. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't really collect those either. They just. But you collect things. Yeah, I guess. My I first collection was my Hard Rock Cafe glasses. That's 
my my biggest collection. Used to collect so. McDonald's toys. Boy, I wish I would have kept those fuckers. They're so they're worth so much fucking money because they don't make cool toys anymore. Not like when we were kids and they had like the. My favorite toys were always the like either the fry kids that had the costumes at like Halloween, like right. the nuggets, the nuggets with the costumes, uh, or the my favorite of all time that they ever did was the food transformers. So oh, they yeah, had like the hotcakes. Pat, the hotcakes thing that transformed into a robot, and they had a nugget that transformed and fries. Those were the coolest McDonald's toys ever. Um, and, you know, back had in the- had the little evil Knievel um, motorcycle guy, things like that. Yeah, when I was like maybe 12 or 13, my mom was like, you don't need toys anymore. Got rid of them all. Just chuck them in the garbage. I'm not even kidding. So we re- you remember the trailer we drove by? When I took Bree around Green River last time we went up there for Thanksgiving. The one with the shed? Yeah, so that metal shed in the back, that crappy little metal shed in the back that's like easily 30 years old at this point. So when my mom threw them away, we rescued as much as we could out of the dumpster uh, and we took them and put them in that shed because that was our, our clubhouse shed because you could barely get the door open. You had to like jimmy it. So my parents never used it. So we had like a old pool table, like the like the crappy little kids' pool tables, and like a recliner that we dug out of a dumpster, and an old, <laughs> and an old fridge that didn't work, but we stored a bunch of stuff in it, like it was like a place to store stuff. Like that was our little clubhouse we had. Nice. That would have been cool. Some nudie mags. That's what you did when you were 12 <laughs> before the internet is nudie mags. <laughs> yeah, and they were under somebody's... I remember the first bathroom sink. Like my friend's dad's, where it was uh, under we his found bathroom our first, sink. We found our first box in the dumpster. So when really, I, yeah. So, so my first, the first house I lived in in West Valley about twenty years ago, when I demoed the basement because it was bad, uh, I tore out the, the the bathroom cabinet and the floorboard in the bottom came out, which I didn't really realize or pay attention because I just tore the whole thing out. There was a whole stack of them in there, but they'd gotten wet. Uh, <laughs> and so it was like this clump that it was like, yeah, we very clearly, we very clearly came across. So the first ones that we ever found, we were living in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Remember the apartments I pointed out to you in Rock Springs? So we pointed out several. Apparently, <laughs> Chris has lived in every place in Green River, Wyoming. Uh, we moved around a lot in Wyoming, Green River and Rock Springs quite a bit. But I drove her to show her the apartment complex we lived in in Rock Springs. Or pointed it out when we went to Denver, I think, because uh, it's right off the highway. Um, but anyway, so we went, we dumpster dove all the time. We found cookie sheets that we used and lamps, and we did uh, that too. We're fu- we're so fucking poor. Like that, there's a gold mine. The kinds of shit people throw away is awesome. When we lived in Denver, once eight of us lived in a two bedroom condo in Denver. That's what us kids would do. Go around all the different dumpsters in the condo complex. Jump in and fucking find oh, what you Oh, yeah. We found some great stuff. We found a we found a box that was very clearly like girlfriend found or wife found collection and threw it away. And it was like eight nudie mags and like other things. But the nudie mags were the important piece. Yeah. We did stumble across some really funky gay porn once. Yeah, that happens too. We left that. <laughs> um so we took all the nudie mags. We had made a little out in the like kind of by the the water behind the apartments. There's a whole bunch of like it's just all wild land, like scrub land, and we found some uh bushes and stuff that were like make make a little fort, yeah, fort. out of the bushes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, where it was just like a clearing inside of all these overgrown hedges and so we we went in there and that's where our, our nudie mags were stored for a long time. How does that work, though? Because you kind of need to be alone. 
you don't the, not at that age. No, it's I, and you don't. You're not. Look at that age. You're fascinated, but you're, you're not. Like, you're not jacking off with your friends at that age. <laughs> well, clearly, at, at that age, which was why I asked how it worked. That's what you do when you're 39. When you when you're 12. <laughs> that's what you do on Thursdays. Yeah. Did you just admit that? It's a big circle jerk. Um, no, when you're 12, you it really is magic. The it's, gathering. It's fascination, right? Like you. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that said it. But, but you, you, at this that what age, happens when we don't have guests, folks. At, at that age, you, you. Are, I really hope Benita listens to this. We episode. haven't got to, we haven't got the content yet, and we're like forty. This is our intro. <laughs> yeah. uh, but don't you, worry, I'll bring it down in a second. <laughs> you keep, you keep looking at those things, and then you, you throw them away in your brain for later. That's what you call your spank bank. Sure. So then when you're in the privacy of your bathroom. It's like, it's like saving things on Twitter now. It's like, you know, yeah, save it for yeah. later. Hey, well, you have I my pen that I dropped down there. I'm going <laughs> to tell you, you through it. Yeah, I did. I'm going to tell you one more dumpster diving story and then uh, we'll let Jess talk about cancer. That's where I found the shoes I wore most of fifth graders in the dumpster. See? There you go. Beautiful thing. That's awesome. So you know how <laughs> McDonald's has Monopoly? They've had it for oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a long time, a long, long time. Well, there was a McDonald's in town. You've seen the McDonald's. It's where my brother works. When we were kids and they would do Monopoly, we would go to McDonald's in the evening after it closed and jump in their dumpster and go through all their bags of garbage. And you would not believe how many people don't peel off the stickers. Most of them, I would say. I always peel them off even if I wasn't playing. So me, as an adult, I peel them off because I'm always looking for free shit. But uh, as most people don't, right? And so we would just have gobs and gobs of collected, like free fries. The best thing, yeah. So all those little free fries and everything else. I don't think we ever once won in all of our time doing that. We ever once won any of the actual prizes that were on the Monopoly board. But we got so many free food, so much free food, like free drinks and stuff. They did catch us a couple times. They were really pissed. Made us leave. But we're like, this is, that is the grossest of dumpster diving because that's food, food waste. And it's like, people throw everything away. Drinks, sauces, it doesn't matter. It's all in the same fucking bags and it's nasty and it stinks, but we got tons of free food. We did that two or three different years. Bray has no idea what it was like growing up poor. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jess, now that Bree's thoroughly disgusted with her husband. <laughs> Tell us about cancer. Do you have cancer? Uh, no, I mean, not that I know of, but um, we were driving home on Friday night from Springville, and, and I have to say, so we went to Station 22, which I've been to before in Provo. They have amazing chicken and waffles. I walked in, and I didn't even know if I was in the same place. They completely gutted that place since I have been there, and I was like, I had to ask the waiter. I was like, there was a wall there. Like, what happened? Like, Anyway, still same delicious. If you like good southern food, it's delicious. And um, their macaroni won Utah's Taste Off's um, best macaroni. And it's pretty legit. So anyways, we're driving home and I'm with my cousin, um, James's youngest uh, sister. And I said, oh, I got a, a text from Larissa, who is also James's sister, the one I just visited in Tennessee. And immediately my cousin Elise was like, don't read it, don't read it, not yet. But I scanned it too fast and uh, and my poor cousin has breast cancer. Oh, the one you just visited. Yep. That sucks. Yeah. So she's 39. The doctors are pretty optimistic. 
Um, they caught it early, I assume. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, Get your she squished. finally, she, yeah, she finally posted about, well, her, she said she was wrestling with her son and like the pain wasn't going away. It was like ping pong size ball that they oh, biopsied. Um, that's big. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Also, yeah. Get tested and also get your pay attention. Squished, ladies. But also do monthly exams yeah, is what I mean. Yes. Or just have really little boobs like I do. When she I has really little boobs. So <laughs> that song was on the radio when I drove to work this morning. <laughs> well, it's just like Bree's like, well, what do you, what do you do when there's like four dudes Trust and 12 me, nudie men? I had a ping pong size. Here's the thing, men. Men don't have boobs. They can get. Look, I touch cancer. her boobs enough. I'll tell her when she has lumps. There you go. anyway so it was a really like emotionally draining weekend yeah i can imagine she visited the doctor this week and and they're laying out a plan and uh yeah fill fill yourself up ladies seriously please do brie i gotta ask you a serious question now so you've heard about my escapades as a dumpster diver (laughs) my my nudie mag sharing with other people what i do as a 39 year old with my my male friends apparently (laughs) I already knew that. It's in my house. You're here. I'm here oh, when you do it. You're man. filming it. So, do you want to divorce me? <laughs> hey, you're not even married yet. This is pre-planning, though. I'm, pre- I'm just okay. trying to pre-plan. Like you can do the pre and post thing. The pre and post. You can have it all filled out before you get married. It's not. That's that's not fake. Ourdivorce.com. You could absolutely pre-fill it out. I'll fill it out. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start offering some kind of like prenuptial type plan and stuff. All joking aside, that actually isn't a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, and they're talking about being that, you know, Tom has talked to me about them being that full and all encompassing solution. Um, you know, they're, they are working on the post divorce thing, um, whether it's user groups or, um, you know, some type of, of counseling or, you know, but one of the theories is, uh, that they're working off of is, you don't have to hate the person you get divorced from. You can you can split amicably. You can do it cheaply through OurDivorce.com. And honestly, when you drag divorce out in like shitty attorneys and going back and forth and going after everything one person has or being vindictive, there's no chance. Familiar. There's no chance of resolving that relationship later. And if you have kids, if you have you know pets, things like that, like. That becomes very difficult to deal with throughout the rest of your life is you have to deal with this individual. They're not going to go away just like that. And so, you know, being able to do something amicable and have resources and have ways to normalize divorce so it's not a taboo so that it because it's fuck half the people that get married get divorced in this country. It's true. You know, regardless of what your personal religious beliefs are, that's the absolute fact. It happens. Uh, It's happening to some people we know right now. Right. And probably to people, you know, right now. So, um, you know, especially where it, it is likely amicable or or close to amicable, you know, there's no reason to waste money on lawyers. Just go to ourdivorce.com, uh, fill out all the stuff online. It's free up until the point that you're ready to print out all your paperwork, uh, at which point, um, you know, they're going to charge you a low fee of two hundred ninety nine dollars. That's like that's highway robbery. You're, you're basically stealing from them at that point, if you ask me. But don't steal from our friends. Sabri, <laughs> are you going to divorce me? 
<laughs> it depends on how far this Thursday night shenanigans goes. Well, I think we need to move along because we're at almost 50 minutes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like the guys are good guys and they're clean, so I think we're okay. They're clean. <laughs> I almost just spit my water all over the computer and Jeremy, which it wouldn't be the first time, as we know. Oh, man. Uh, you know, sometimes we. this is a show... If you listen to any other episode, it's heavily focused on the state of Utah um, because that's we love Utah. We live here because we love it. Do you know what it should be focused on? The Popeyes is getting beignets. <laughs> no. See, this is Popeyes expanding too much. It's not a good idea. I'll try them and let you know. It's not a good idea. The chicken sandwich fits because they're chicken tenders and their chicken they're is beignets. good. beignets. Beignets are Louisiana. It's Louisiana fast. Hello. The beignets fit with nothing else that they're doing. All they had to do for chicken sandwiches, all they had to do for chicken sandwiches, pickles and buns. They don't make them there. They're pre-made. They're sitting there. They're good. Beignets, they got to fry those. Yes. They got to put powdered powder sugar. sugar. And I they think gotta, they're chocolate filled. They got to make the dough, which is not the same as the biscuits. No, it's totally different. And, and so you're introducing something very difficult to get right. Why you got to kill this? Let's try <laughs> it first. I'm just saying, do what you're good at. And that's not it's beignets. like when Burger King did tacos there for a no, while. Those fucking tacos are good. You shut your mouth. <laughs> They got they got American cheese in them. <laughs> they are interesting and they are not bad. They're like Jack in the Box tacos. Also not bad. They are the greasiest fucking thing you will ever eat in your life. The shell becomes see-through on those tacos at nice. best. But they're not bad. They're not bad. Okay. <laughs> it's a glowing review. They're not bad. Well, like when Burger King tried to do the hot dogs. Uh-huh. They didn't do a good job with what? those either. That was yeah. a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or it's one... Burger places try to do. Remember KFC did donut burger or donut chicken sandwiches. I never got to try one, but they're gonna open a KFC by my house. You know the best thing KFC ever did was in the middle of like the hardcore salad fad, fad with all the fast food places bringing out like these you know entree salads and stuff, and and KFC's like, nah, fuck you guys. We're gonna double down. We're gonna make a sandwich with the chicken breast patties or the bun. <laughs> Just fucking eat this. It's got some cheese. It's got some bacon and a couple fucking pieces of chicken breast. You should eat that. It's so good. <laughs> it's like fucking 2,000 calories and it is so good. I'll take two of those and then I don't have to eat for a week. I will say the KFC bowls. Have you ever had those like the chicken bowls that they make where it's like mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes and gravy, and corn? corn. Mm-hmm. Popcorn Pop- chicken, um, cheddar, like a shredded cheddar cheese. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's like the best of everything. It's so good. And I, you can make those at your house, and they're just as good. They're just as good. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so, I'm making some. It's <laughs> so not good for you. Anyway, so I was saying this is a show about Utah. I just had to throw that out there. This is a show about Utah. Um, but like I said early in the show, you know, sometimes things happen and our guests don't show up. And sometimes we just need a show to talk about ourselves and blow off some steam. Because that's, that's just a thing. You know, we do this for us. You guys are tagging along if you want to listen. but it's basic, You're basically listening in on our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so thank you. We simply thank you. We do appreciate it. So I need to know, I've, t- I've talked about divorce. Is Mary still married to her fucking grandpa? No, but. What? She got not? divorced? 
I mean, no, she is married. Sorry. Oh. But no, she's still married. But they were at dinner at a place that I can't remember right this now. This is, by the way, Real Housewives Real of Housewives Salt Lake City. Real Housewives Salt Lake City update. Our first um, Utah-oriented content. She... We're of to be Utah. Fair, we all live in Utah, so everything we we're talking about was Utah oriented. <laughs> that is true. That is true. She did mention that she wished that she that she didn't want to, but I don't know how real that is. If that was just for the camera, so um, I meant I believe I mentioned last week these gals were at Valters, which is on um, Third South and between Second and First West, I believe. And man, they are so. They obviously set this up for filming, but like Walter and his crew were there on, it was so uncomfortable. And I mean, poor Walter is, was the hashtag and that was for sure. Uh, yeah, legit. So, um, I don't really have anything for this week. There wasn't anything that was like, Oh, Hey, I know that business or, uh, yeah. So next week, I'll have some because Lisa sets up parties for Sundance. And so, as you know, Sundance has not happened. This was last year that it was yeah. filmed. In fact, um, Redford sold Sundance. He did just sell Sundance. The resort, um, by the way, not the festival. Just yes, the resort. Nope. He sold his, the resort, which he bought that land in like 1969. What yeah, an amazing investment. He's had that for so long. Yeah. And so he sold that to a couple... Um, of, uh, there are other hotel investors. It was two groups. And so, um, today, Look for rates to go up. Today, uh, Sundance announced their lineup. They're, I think they're doing a few showings in person, but they're moving everything online. Well, my guess is most of those showings are probably for critics and judges. Yeah. That would be my guess too. And it's, I mean, it's hard to get tickets to anything anyways, but. And that's when they can fill Maybe the I'm, I'm hoping, I haven't read through everything yet. I only skimmed through, um, the doc, like the world documentaries and a couple of the other entries. I didn't read through how they're actually setting up, but I'm hoping this like lends for more people to be able to watch these films. I mean, yeah, because right now, like so Sundance don't get picked up. So Sundance like tickets um are like twenty five dollars a piece, and so for somebody like myself, I want to see tons of movies, but I can't. I mean, <laughs> it would it, that would be all my money for Christmas, and so. To have the, and, and it's limited space. You know, you're in the Egyptian theater, you're in, um, the library, you're in, um. Yeah, they're very small. Yeah, they're super small. The, the so. The couple that I've attended, the, the this could be, are. this could be really awesome for Sundance to lend for them to offer more tickets for more people to be able to see, to see these films. I'm sure they still still want to keep them limited as far as like, cause they, a lot of them still have to be bought. But are um, they are but, they gonna stream them for a week? Or so anything? I don't know. So I haven't read through all of that. I'll read through all of that and do an update next week. They just released it this afternoon. So the, the lineup, right? Yeah. Yep, Maybe yep. you pay for like a code, and then with that code you can watch. That would be a really cool way to do distribution. Yeah, I I think it would be really neat. And and one of my favorite things about going to Sundance is seeing who buys films, and then. Like sometimes they'll come out immediately and sometimes they'll come out two years later and you know, like it other, just is so crazy and the other cool. chance, the other opportunity that they have. I've rented out a theater at Cinemark and, and I know people that have done it at like um you know, Megaplex. Yep. Um and that's a that's a real thing that you can do right now. It's mm-hmm. very affordable. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they figure out a way to do a much bigger grouping of showings and like, you know, instead of just like the Broadway is the big theater that they're able to do all those showings at because there's so many of the theaters there. Mm-hmm. But like Cinemark ain't fucking selling tickets to shit right now. I've been there. There are not in there's no no one's going to the movies because there's one. There's not any real new movies out I'm going to Wonder Woman in two weeks. So. Yeah, the Warner Brothers thing is amazing. We'll talk about that in a second. But the 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 movie theaters are empty. Yeah. And there's no movies for them to show. They're all showing a bunch of old shit for the most part anyway. Which is still fun. Like, if there's so many movies that if you didn't have the opportunity to see on like big screen. Like Ghostbusters on the big screen. Like White we saw, Christmas, yeah. We saw National Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas Vacation, vacation. Mm. on the big screen, like. When am I ever going to see that movie that was released in like 1989 right, on the big screen? Right, yeah. It's, it's a rare thing. But that could be an opportunity for Sundance, too, to be able to show in all these theaters and still get the same number of ticket sales as before, potentially. Well, I'm, besides the movies, the it's going to be interesting to see what happens because of the, the tourism that comes in for Sundance. It's going to um, be a big hit. Hotels... Drivers. I mean, there's so much that goes into Sundance that a basic person wouldn't think about. Well, and like and the, the all parties, the volunteers, and the, and the, the yeah. yeah, none of that's going to happen. I had my cousin a couple of weeks ago was went up to stay at a at a timeshare up there with her husband, and she's like, "Oh, where should we go to eat?" And I was like, "I don't actually know because usually when I'm up there, everything is changed into into lounges, into media lounges, and and you know, party rooms and stuff like that for a Sundance." I did give her some recommendations, but you know, it's just McDonald's. It, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> no, I told her to go to High West and have a burger, but. It'll just be interesting to hear those reports and and kind of what happens, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bummer, but so yeah. along with that, I, I saw you put that and I made a little comment on my thing. Warner Brothers has announced that they're going to release all of their films to streaming. Um, I think uh, it'll be like um, on demand for like Comcast, where you pay like mm-hmm. fifty bucks or whatever, like a pay per view type rate. But honestly, if you got, I was talking to Bree, I'm like, you know, we had a family of four going to the movies was at least just tickets alone, 45 bucks. Yeah. Right. Maybe close to 50 bucks sometimes. So if charging 50 bucks to watch it at home, yeah, it's not a big screen, but four or five people. You and can that's take whatever breaks you want, you know, whatever food you want. That's how we watched Mulan, the live action, mm-hmm. like the weekend it we came too. out. Yeah, we did too. Through so, Disney Plus, we just paid the high, whatever it was. I think we'll watch Wonder Woman that way with the girls when they're, because they'll both be here for, for some time for Christmas. And, and you can wear your jammies. We're going to the theater. We got our tickets already. Nice, nice. And that might be something we do because I'm, I'm, I'm completely comfortable going that to the That would be theater. my first movie theater all year. They 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 do a really good job of spacing people out and cleaning and I can't remember the name of the show that um that Heather and Vanita and I went and saw but it was about the women that helped in the war um that went over as spies. Anyway, it was really good. The experience was Spy I mean, girl. No, it wasn't <laughs> Spy girl. It was actually, we got done and Heather was like, wow, that was way more heavy than I was expecting. But it was really, really good and super, super interesting. But, but the experience was pretty, I mean, it was fine. It was, um, the theater wasn't really full. Um, you could smell that it was really clean. They had wipes available so you could take that in and, and wipe it down yourself. If I just grabbed one on the way to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so so spacing was was nice. And well, when we went, the rates good. on their popcorn and sodas was yeah, lower. Half. They cut the rates in half, so for it all wasn't that. too bad. Yeah, I saw, and I and I encouraged everyone to buy concessions there because that is still where they make their money, and it's like and where they're half, they're actually a reasonable cost as yeah. opposed to you if know, you five dollars for a small bag of Skittles. If right. you want these people, these places to be able to stay in business, you gotta support them when you can. So right now they're working on like the the save the restaurant campaign. Is that I can't remember the hashtag that's going around, but. Our our restaurants and bars are in. I mean, not just ours. We're speaking because we're here, but I mean worldwide and nationwide. So London is shutting. London shutting down. Like that's you know New York City shutting their restaurants down again. So way to it's just a way to fuck local businesses harder and harder. Can I tell you how happy I am that like I think it was a a quorum of twelve bars sued uh, the state of Utah and the governor for for the the, whole ten p.m. thing. Can't serve after ten. Yeah. Because it's unfair. It's it's totally unreasonable. Well, and because regardless of COVID time, when do most people go to the bar in the evening? It's not like you go to the bar. Well, well, and it's a it, some it, people do, but most people don't go to the bar like during the day. It's a huge revenue hit for them. That's where they make all their money, and it's not because people's behavior is totally different. So, I I don't know. I I think it's. Um, I, I applaud them for doing it. I'm all for them going after the state of Utah and the governor to get that changed or or to sue them for lost revenue because I, I, I think that's really what it comes down to. We're going to put all of these people out of business. Uh, and and so I, I'll continue. They're not going to regret it until they start seeing the tax fallout. Yep. And I, and I will continue to say shop local. Go someplace local. If you still got some Christmas shopping to do, you know, still got another week and a half, maybe a week really by the time you listen to this. If you, if you want to, to get some people something, go shop at local stores. Um, you know, go to local restaurants. Don't go to Chili's. Fuck Chili's. Don't go to McDonald's. Fuck McDonald's. Go to a local place. <laughs> get their tacos. Yeah. No, don't. McDonald's does not do tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac tacos. You know, try to try to go to a local place. You know, um, if if you are afraid, they're literally to, everywhere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and if you're if you are if you are hesitant to go out, you know, Bree and I had a date night on Saturday where we just ordered sushi, delivered it, mm-hmm. delivered. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. so well, like, we went to the liquor store and we go got pick it up stuff, and just but... go drive and watch christmas lights like there are so many christmas mm-hmm. light displays i feel like there are more this year uh did you guys see the house down in in uh saratoga springs that uh plays the hamilton soundtrack it is so freaking amazing nick i have to go me, find it nick sent me a video of one of his brothers singing yeah he sent me that too so <laughs> one of my neighbors owns a company that does christmas lights professionally and uh, i talked to him a couple weeks ago and he was saying they are out of lights like as in manufacturers well no they're all christmas they're like, decorations we are, can't get them yeah. because well one covid but there are so many more people with christmas lights here because i think they're not spending their money anywhere else they don't have anything else well yeah. and lots of people didn't go on vacation so like you you did some remodeling you got some new yeah. carpet and some new furniture and stuff because, because we didn't go on vacation right like and and so anyway i don't know pull it off and put it back on so yeah Sorry, you're fixing my phone. Yeah. Oh, there, it turned white again. Yeah. Is it showing it's charging? Well, no, it was charging, but it's not moving. It was staying it's at, just like staying 22. at 22. It's green so. now. But your your screen's off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. 
Oh, so sad. RIP phone. I know. I appreciate it's it. It's not even that old. No, I got it in March. So I got it actually the day that the phone was It's still under warranty then. No, it is. I'm yeah. getting a new one tomorrow. Maybe, maybe yeah. it has COVID. It might. <laughs> and my computer, like everything exploded when I was leaving work today. Wow. Phoebe. So what? <laughs> what'd she do? I was just, she like jumped <laughs> through the thing and like got, she just keeps walking in and out. She's a busybody. Yeah. Well, that happens. She needs to settle back down. It's Don's fault. It is Don's fault. But so, he, he had to come pick up the girls' presents. Oh yeah. We have a couple, we have a couple lists for you guys because everyone likes lists. We like lists. Everyone likes lists. Oh, I forgot. I get to, I get to say this because I'm keeping it a secret for my girls. So. No, we'll our, talk about it next week after it happens. Fine. <laughs> I'm telling them about the Santa though. What? No, I, don't. Why? Next week. I can't tell, I can't tell the pot. Nope, next week. <sighs> We've already had our one hour intro. Yeah, I, we gotta really move on. We got, we got lots to cover. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are assholes. <laughs> well, the, you can tell them about the Santa. The Santa, you can no, tell them. No, I don't want to anymore. All right, see, that's all you got to do. Just that's berate her a do. little bit. Talk to her about uh, jerking off with a bunch of dudes in her house later in the week. <laughs> just don't, just don't get one of those black lights. No, because it'll surprise them too. What? Yeah, don't, don't show a black light in the house ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> every house, every room, all over the place. Kitchen table, counter, couches, especially after game night. Yep down here you guys how is it on the ceiling so i will say the chairs are from work so i can't promise that's all me when you guys <laughs> down here like it. do you do it in here <laughs> what <laughs> 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 all right so i just have to say i just stare at our suit i just this, stare at our suitcase so you know like i'm pretty sure uh, brie and i both have the same um pin from planned parenthood that says i love orgasms yeah, right that, and i just have that in my car right we took that away from a four-year-old so, we did not you did so oh, we thought it was cute i was walking into a store and the back of the truck said i masturbate on it and i was like go you <laughs> i was like you just put it out there like that and I was like, that's like the pin I have inside my car. I was wondering what people think when they sit inside my car for the first time. Because it's just right there. I want you to know I just blew my nose on an actual tissue. Where's your unlike, hand sanitizer? Uh, unlike Rudy Giuliani, I did not fold it out and then wipe my entire <laughs> face with it. <laughs> you guys saw that video, right? Yes. Did you see my cool sideways uh, tissue dispenser? I did. That is pretty cool. It's kind of cool because you can still use the space. See? like Nice. Yeah. It's for your mouth. <laughs> what the hell, dude? Uh, okay, so we have a couple a couple of lists. We've had these for a while, and I think it's time to break them out. And uh, we're first going to talk about, um, you know, it's kind of fitting with sun, the discussion of Sundance. We've had a lot of famous people come and go through Utah. And Hotel Utah is um, quite famous. It's called Hotel Utah, not Hotel Utah. That was weird. What? I can't say it the way you said it. It was weird. You said, you said the said same it. exact words yeah, I said. Yeah, because... But the way that you said it was really weird. I think you need to reset your brain because you don't understand anything I've said tonight. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Reset your brain to hick and it'll be just fine. <laughs> to hick. <laughs> My brain doesn't go to hick. I was watching... Okay, so I watch a show on Netflix called Big Mouth, which if you've not watched Big Mouth, the series you're missing out is a uh, an adult-oriented cartoon about puberty. There are four seasons. 
It is so fucking hilarious. Is it the cartoon one? The cartoon one that has the hormone monsters. Oh my god, you will love it, Jeremy. You will absolutely love it. I did finally watch. uh, What is it? Sorry. Do not watch it with your wife. Heather will hate it. Oh, she hates pretty much everything I watch. But I did finish watching. Oh, was it Tiger King? Uh, Why? You realize that was like back in March. I know. Everyone watched because I got sucked into it, and then it's like a train. It's good. It's good. It is. It's unbelievably good. Take your eyes off of it. Back in March, though, that's when everyone else watched you, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm a little behind. So, Big Mouth. Um, the the reason I bring it up is Big Mouth. There is a scene. This is the fourth season, and this is, is a show all about what you go through when you go through puberty. All the fucked up shit that happens as a kid going through puberty that no one tells you about. That you just like all the emotional roller coaster and the the messed up shit and like the weird things boys do and like random fucking boners and girls getting their period and the emotional roller coaster and like <laughs> like the in the first season the one girl she starts she gets her first period and her hormone monster appears and it's like oh no her name's not mom anymore it's Sharon <laughs> she's like yeah Sharon blah 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 and so she calls her mom Sharon the rest of the time cuz that happens well anyway so uh like um one of the what you get your period and you start calling your mom Sharon. Yeah, you have emotional problems and you don't call your mom mom anymore because she pisses you off. So you call. No, her I Sharon. get it. Never mind. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, there's there's. Cl- thanks for explaining how a period works yep, to me. Mansplaining. Babe. Oh, you should see in season four they talk about the use of tampons and the tampons talk, and they talk about <laughs> how they go in and her. And they show her, they show her for JJ with blood coming out of it, like total cartoon talking. And it's like, oh yeah, shove that thing in me. <laughs> it's so funny. It's humorous and it's really. I'm, I'm disturbed. It's very crude, but it is. I actually think you would like it. Uh, Heather would hate it. Just yeah. remember that Heather would absolutely hate this, but it's so good. So anyway, so they're they're going through this, um, like uh, black like black experience of like the, these two black kids, one who is like, who's definitely black. His parents are black. He's like the token black kid in the school. And this other girl, Missy, who's like quiet and reserved. Her mom's a total fucking hippie and a white chick. Uh, and her dad is like a, like a, a sexually repressed, repressed black guy that, that likes this. But she goes to visit her cousins in Georgia and it's an all black family. And so she goes from like wearing overalls and having like unbrushed, unkempt white girl hair to like, having cornrows like which is way cuter anyway and like you know dressing in in and and anyway so she's out with this this other kid and he's like oh this is just my uh like he's got a switch on his arm and he does a whole song about how he changes how he talks based on who he's around with this switch and so like when he's around black people he's got this you know all black talk or like black older people are different than young people and like white people are totally different and moms are different and kids are different uh, and it just made me think about you turning on your hick switch. I don't have one. <laughs> well, we need to install one. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 dock, I'll dock with your port later. Whoa! <laughs> and I'll install it for you. The software upgrade. Whoa. Is that? <laughs> this has gotten way inappropriate. So, uh, Hotel Utah is a famous hotel in the state of Utah that, uh, has seen a lot of famous people, including, uh, celebrities, politicians, uh, Taft back in 1912, Reagan in the 80s. Um, so some of the, the 15 greatest, uh, guests, uh, from that hotel, Louis Armstrong. Speaking of cool black people, uh, Louis Armstrong, um, 
one of the best uh, jazz trumpeters. What a great smile, too. Yeah, one of the best jazz trumpeters ever to live. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, stayed in uh, in Utah. Um, you know, jazz did happen here a little bit. Uh, who's Ethel Barrymore? I don't know that the, person. Of the Barrymore family, Drew Barrymore. Oh. And her parents, who are famous actors, says so she was there the week that the hotel... Utah made its debut, so she was one of the very first oh. people to stay there. Jack Dempsey, who was a very, very famous, uh, uh, the Manasa Mahler, I think was his nickname. He's not that famous. I don't know who he is. Very, very famous boxer. It's because he's a white boxer. Um, <laughs> no, he was a, he was a, he's big time. He's, uh, um, the he's a- number 10 in the all time list of heavyweights and, uh, number seven in the uh, 100 greatest punchers from, from the ring. So he's uh, one of the first uh, boxing Hall of Famers. Yeah, he's really old boxer. Um, Catherine Hepburn. You know who that is, right, Pre? You should ask Chris if he knows who that is. What? No, I'm sure she's related to like uh, Aubrey Hepburn. <laughs> I know that name. I don't know Catherine as well. On Golden Pond, Morning Glory. What are, these are like films from like the 30s. Why the fuck would I know who she is? On Golden Pond is not Dennis. from the 30s. You're fired. Whatever. She's old. <laughs> um, she's, she's dead. dead. <laughs> um, Ted Kennedy, Edward Moore, Kent, Ted Kennedy uh, was there. So late, the late great Ted Kennedy, uh, who's he's dead now too. All these people are dead. Um, so this is what tells you if you stay at the hotel, Utah, you're gonna die. JFK was assassinated, so but not at the hotel. No, Utah. no, that was in Dallas. <laughs> but uh, he stayed at the hotel, Utah. Um, uh, and then that was back in 63. Uh, you had Richard Nixon. Tricky Dick. Good old Tricky Dick stayed here back in 1949. Uh, he was then a congressman before he became president and uh, resigned from office so he wouldn't get kicked out of office. Oh, cool. Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck, also dead, by the way. One Elvis of most, Presley. One of the most popular Have we run across stars. anybody that's still alive yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. See, I recognize that because I've watched that old ass to Kill a Mockingbird film. So he was Atticus. Mm-hmm. Gregory Peck was. Okay. Elvis Presley, which you just said. Um, I do know who that is. Uh, Vincent Price. You know who that is, right? Uh, I know. Did you a... say you don't know who Vincent Price is? Oh, yeah. The very yeah. famous horror narrator. No, 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 no. Because we even had this conversation about. this podcast Didn't right we now. have a Vincent Price discussion a couple weeks ago? Because I didn't know who the fuck it was. Probably. Maybe. I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, FDR. Um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Mr. Polio himself. This is a great picture of him in his wheelchair, and you don't know that it's a wheelchair because they looked different back then. Um, but uh, he was—he's the reason the president has term limits. <laughs> uh, Will Rogers. Um, that's a famous cowboy. That's all I know. Will Rogers. <laughs> I just don't. Famous people and famous dead people are even worse, right? Like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. Uh, Wallace Stegner? Who the hell's that? American historian, novelist, short story writer, environmentalist, and the dean, called the Dean of Western Writers. So he's a Pulitzer Prize winner in the if 70s. If you don't know who Jimmy Stewart is, I'm going to pop you. I do know who Jimmy Stewart is. <laughs> he's just saying that because you threatened him. Nah, I know the name. He's, he was After the an, podcast and we actor. leave, he's going to be like, I actually really don't know who that is. Uh, Natalie Wood, Miracle on 34th Street. I'm reading this, by the way. I don't know who she is. I mean, I know the name. Natalie Wood? 
Oh, my Lord. I know the name. Can Doesn't you mean watch some old movies? She was in West Side Story. She's she very famous fucking, child. She died the year Shh. I was born. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's how long ago she died. She's only an American icon if you're a baby boomer. <laughs> True. Get out of here. <laughs> and even for baby boomers, she was fucking old for baby baby boomers, right? She wasn't. She actually died. Yeah, she died early, right? She died, and it's still a mystery of what happened. She died. She was on the... a boat with Christopher yeah, she, Walken. She was and only like 43 she, years old. Christopher just, Walken killed her. No, Christopher Walken didn't kill her. How do you know? Were you there? Yes. No, I wasn't there. Um, she died before I was born. There's no way you were there. Did you just take my water? Yes. Where have you been? He's been doing the whole show. This is the first <laughs> time I noticed it. Why do you think it's pretty much gone? <laughs> yeah, I've been still. In, I ran out of water like 50 minutes ago, so I've been stealing yours. Um, we got one more list for you. <clears throat> it's the uh, this this is a bit bigger list. This is one that's a little bit more near and dear to Jeremy's heart, probably. Uh, and it's the National Register of Historic Places. So um, these are a bunch of places. Utah, it's always funny to me because, uh, y- you know, we talk about a historic registry is 100 years old in Utah. And I, is that the national age limit, too, where they, I think they so, do it? Yeah. yeah. But, like, if you think about it, 100 years is nothing. I mean, there are places, especially in Europe, oh, that yeah. are hundreds of years old. And, like... You were like, oh, look at that really old building. It's like 150 years old. And people in England are like, my fucking house is 150 years old. Yeah. Who gives a shit? But anyway, there's some really cool old buildings. And once you're on the National Historic Registry, uh, it's really fucking hard to get shit done. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's really hard to insure it as uh, well. You can't tear them down. Like, there's a lot of reasons to do it for protection, but it does make a lot of And they can also difficult. take it away as well. So, like, I bought, I don't know if I said this, I bought these fixtures from Hotel Roberts, which used to be in Provo, and I bought this beautiful soap dish and these um, water knobs that I found at the antique store, And but it had been on the registry, and then I think in 2000, and it was, like, right before they tore it down, it was, like, early 2000s, they took it off the registry, so. Uh, so, we're going to talk about some of these places, because there's some cool ones. I'm sorry. It's okay. I am sure. Not, I have I a sure freaking rad soap dish for it, so it's okay. And just to just to clarify, it doesn't always have to be a building. No, no, no. They're historic places. That's what most people think, but no, it's because like just the, the the first one here is the Great Hunt Pendle, uh, which is in Nine Mile Canyon out in Carbon County, uh, and and basically there's there's a whole bunch of pictographs. There's rock art, prehistoric rock art that's out there from Native American cultures, and there's one in particular that is, uh, it's a depiction of a big hunt, basically. Uh, a bunch of natives hunting a herd of something. I've or, seen that one. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. Um, that's something that's really awesome that you can go see in the state, and having it on the National Register of Historic Places is what keeps it protected. There's the uh, Oregon Short Line Railroad Station up in Layton. So this is not unlike um, the Rio Grande Center, which is that a, is Rio Grande um, one that's National Historic Place? Do you know? I don't think it is. But oh, there's restaurants in this, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Cafe so, Sabor is in there. <laughs> yeah. So it's a nice little old railroad station um, up in up in Layton. Um, and it's uh, it used to do passenger and freight stuff. It's it's obviously not 
doing any of that now. Um. <laughs> no, but I think that um, the front runner stops there. Like, I think that they have a stop, but it might be on the other side of the building. Because I know the parking lot is right there. So this Layton station is the only surviving example uh, in Davis County of a frame station house built from standardized plans provided by local contractors. So it looks like most rail station houses. Because it looks like the ones I passed when I was on the train in, in Tennessee. It's like what we call track housing, but for railroads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my house. Isn't it tracked housing? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy just laughs and he's the architect. He's the architect. He knows. <laughs> he just knows I'm an idiot. <laughs> he's still just laughing. Tract housing. Yeah, I'm sure. Whatever. I just call it track housing. It's fine. <laughs> so there's two monuments um, in the Salt Lake Southeast and Northwest Base monuments that are listed as National Historic uh, Places. Um they are significant because <coughs> they embody several important areas of significance in the history of the United States. Um, I don't exactly know what these are. So they were there. The, they are on the 39th parallel. Oh, okay. So they were built in the late 1800s, but as markers for traveling, for exploration. So magnetic, magnetic uh, yeah. markers. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So that was that's the significance of them and. And they 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 are still there today. That's really cool. But yeah, that's kind of cool that they could figure that out at, in the 1890s. That's that's freaking. 1879 awesome. is when they started actually. To, to be fair, they knew the Earth was round back in like you know BC. <laughs> well, so. I mean, but to figure not out before the, COVID. I mean, although technically, <laughs> no, it's completely COVID. flat now. To figure out the to figure out the 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 polar areas and the parallels and back then, I, I think that's pretty cool. Especially yeah, in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. It is pretty cool. Uh, in, in Mill Creek, there's the Robert Gardner Jr. House, uh, which was constructed back in 1848. Um, it is a non-Aboriginal historic archaeology. Um, hmm. But basically... Um, so it's Adobe, original Adobe. Yeah. From 1850. Yeah. It's one of the earliest uh, extant buildings of the state of Utah. So it's it's been around for a long. I mean, in eighteen forties. It's a really old building for Utah. Because remember, we were barely getting settled back then, right? Still forming a state, I think, right? So this is actually from the Gardner family, as in like Gardner Village. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we have the Thomas and Elizabeth Coddington House in American Fork, in American Fock. That's a cool house. That's like right on um, State Street, I think, isn't it? I'm trying. I think it is. I'm trying to picture where it is. It's a Victorian, uh, they call it Victorian eclectic architecture. And basically, it's like a cross between Victorian and maybe even uh, colonial with the columns and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But really cool looking house um, built in 1898. Um, so very, very historically significant. Uh, no, it's actually on Third East, Third East and One Ninety North. I know, I know where driven, that is. I know I've yeah. driven by that house before. Yeah, it's kind of like over by the high, like on the way to the high school. There's another one in American Fork, uh, the James and Emily Herbert House. Um, that was built in 1899. So that's just I was going to say it's just barely 100 years old, but it's like 120 years old. 120 years old. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> We're 20 years in, baby. Um, its significance is it's the only example of Victorian Romanesque revival 
in American Fork. Hmm. And it looks very similar to the other house, actually. <laughs> like if you look at the front of it, it's a very similar kind of L-shaped design with that wraparound porch. With the, it's, well, because they're both a Victorian. Yeah, they've got that Victorian it's look. Just so. different styles of Victorian. There's another one in American Fork. Yeah, geez. This, was this written by an American Fork? The person? Robert, and, no, this actually American Fork has a really cool history with, um, with house architecture. Robert and Mary Ann Singleton, uh, house in American Fork. Um, 1897. Um, let's see. Another Victorian eclectic architecture, brickwork. Um, he was a set, Robert was the second generation resident of American Fork. He was a farmer and a rancher, um, who had 88 acres and it still maintains its architectural integrity. The Thomas and Eliza Jane Singleton house. So this has got to be an American Fork. Uh, so are the Singletons <laughs> related? Yeah, I uh, think they I, are. I would assume so because everyone's related in Utah. Eliza, Eliza Jane is the name of Almanzo Wilder's character in Little House on oh, the that's Prairie. Right. <laughs> this one's significantly different. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a one-of-a-kind hybrid Victorian Second Empire Mansard uh, East I actually Lake quite style. like this one. So that means this one has English um, yeah, influence. Very, very English you can influence. Very, yeah, you can see that. Um, like really? It needs some ivy growing up the side or something. That's really cool. Those are some really cool houses. I think probably... Um, Ameri- that would be, you know, I wonder if those houses, if the, the, the Utah Preservation Society, is that their name? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they would do, um, set up a tour of like those houses. Cause oh, I gotta imagine cool. where they're at. They're all probably relatively close. It's not like that neighborhood in, in Salt Lake where they had all those, you know, modern, like eight, the, the Art Deco modern. stuff. Yeah. That was so cool. That, that was really, and I, I fucking, I think most of that kind of stuff is stupid, but I was really surprised at how much I liked that. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I'll fucking go. And then once we were there, I'm like, oh, these houses are fucking and awesome. And then he was like, let's go. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Just kinda, I'm just kind of jealous of their houses, honestly. I some really, of them. Some of them. Some of them, I'm like, there's no way I could live here. This would just drive me bad shit crazy. Yeah, but like... Some of, the, some of the reason that I wouldn't be able to live in an old house, because I like old houses, but... I mean, I would have to live in a really old house so that you can still have like the, but the like size. That, but some of those layouts, you're just like, but like that. Whoever la- lived in houses that were laid out like this, <laughs> like that last house that we went in, that was probably my favorite by far. The very last house. I think that I was could live in that house up by the country club. Um, so when you the walk with the river running through it, yeah, I had a little creek running through it and like a little reflection no, pond. The river running through it. Okay, whatever. And a reflect <laughs> a river does not run through that. It's a creek. <laughs> but there's Jeremy's Google just got activated. <laughs> <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> uh, okay, Google. Um, okay, Google. Set an alarm for four a.m. <laughs> oh man! Everyone's alarm just. I hope I wake set. up tomorrow because my phone's gonna be dead AF. Uh, yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. That's um, okay. Oh, anyway, that house. <laughs> I, this house is like, it's still like burned into my mind how cool it was. So the master bedroom was right off the entryway to the right. You go down this like hallway. And these were up in Mill Creek, right? Um, um like the bend, you know where the bend is on, on Van Winkle? Mm-hmm. Right behind that. So that neighborhood that's just, uh, um, yeah, north so of the Creek, bend. Yeah, Mill Creek, Cottonwood Heights. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still technically Salt Lake City, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, but anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, by the country club, this house was like, it right does, by that but if somebody club. wants to go find it. And I don't know what the name of that country club is there that's buried away in the neighborhood, but, 
Um, it had, so the master bedroom was this nice, beautiful open room and you go in the back to the bathroom and they had like a glass, like a mirror. And then they had two pedestal sinks, like orange, like bright orange pedestal sinks, very, very much that, that, you know, art deco style with, with mirrors in front of them that were like backed up against each other. So like a his and her sink. Um, and then. The main area of the house is that open concept. You're talking about a different house than I thought you were talking about. I thought yeah, you were talking about the river house. Yeah, that is the river house. That was how the master bedroom was. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You couldn't go into the master bedroom at the river house. No, you could. It was open. <sighs> no. No. Okay, you whatever. are confusing two houses. No. But <laughs> anyway, you go into the river house and the kitchen's on the left as you walk in. Uh, and this big open room and they had this big giant grand piano on one side they have the river runs through it there's a reflecting pool on the outside like deck you could just walk right over top though people were like afraid to walk across the steel grates that were over top of the you river. weren't supposed to they were telling people to walk on the bridges um but there's a there's a they had one of the old like art deco style stoves that were like the circular stoves oh, with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the cover um in the center of that room um, and then you go down the hallway where the river did not go and there were, you could see, you know, there were different rooms that they had built and they had these two kids rooms that were next to each other. Um, and between them, there was this, um, it, well, it was basically where their closets were, but there was like dead space. And so they built an up and over. So they built ladders up the side uh, and then built a little play area for their kids. These, these so two they girls. could play in the area above the the closet space. Which is really kind of cool. So they have this little play area between their two bedrooms. Uh, and then there was a back room that they used also as like a playroom for the kids. It but, was a rumpus room, like yeah. an actual <laughs> rumpus room. This is a really cool house. Like I was, I really liked it. But that is not the one where the master bedroom had that master bathroom had that bathroom because if you remember when you walked in there was the bookcase hallway that you could go down and you couldn't actually walk into the master bedroom remember they had it blocked off because it had white carpet yeah the 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 one that you're thinking of was the house we saw right before it whatever i believe it was the same house in my mind that's how it's going to stay our listeners and I would, really care. Yeah, I would, but that would that would be a kind of house that i would move those into those two house styles do not go together though but I, I I really liked that house. Like that would be a cool house that I would yeah. move into. I'm not moving out of this house until we can't go up and downstairs anymore. I'm here, you know, unless they build a highway and kick me out of the house. I'm here, long term. That would be a really weird. Um, they like expand sixty two hundred. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think they'll do that. They probably need to, <laughs> but I don't think they will. I I'm fully believing that at some point they'll annex part of our backyard. Well, they've, they've done so much expansion on, is it 35th out there by your sister's house? Where they're yeah. Doing yeah, yeah, 35th is widened that's right That's crazy. I've done a lot of work there. Well, that's going to do it for our show tonight, guys. I think, um. I just, on our, I just, on going out, we have a week and a half till Christmas, two weeks till New Year's. Just like Chris said, supporting local. I just saw a really amazing post from our friend Cap Palmer that Tin Angel is offering a taken, taken cook at home meals. Um, they have a whole menu. So I just put that on our Facebook, but it looks so delicious. If you want to buy pies, Holy if you want to buy rolls, if you yeah. want just, there are tons of places you can do that. Support local yep. bakeries. Um, everyone's got different Christmas traditions. Um, you know, and if you, Hanukkah, we're in the middle of Hanukkah. That's true. That's true. There are Jewish people that live here. There My dad's are. Jewish, I think. I'm not sure. This week? 
Yeah, he sent me a Hanukkah Did card. Did Jehovah's Witnesses I know, that's celebrate what you said last Hanukkah? Week. No, they don't that's celebrate anything. They don't celebrate anything. You said that you thought they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Because they got kicked out of a church and then got let back in. And I don't know what they are. I don't know. They're crazy white people. That's what they are. Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> you sometimes don't even know. you just have to go because, on a journey because to Because here's the thing, right? Find they, yourself. They send us a Hanukkah card, and I know they have, like, the Jewish star in their, like, like they have a flag, like a Jewish star flag. Like the, is that the Israeli flag, the Jewish star, the blue star with the white flag? I think so. Is yeah. that, yeah, so they have that flag that they, like, fly. My dad's not Jewish. Like, he didn't grow up Jewish, and, like, he never was Jewish. They, when I was a kid, I remember being in a church with them that I swear to God was like a demonic cult-like church. It felt that <laughs> way when I was a little, but I was a little kid, so maybe it was just like, like the speaker coming into the primary room or the Sunday school room or whatever that I was in. I don't remember, but it didn't feel like a great experience for me. Um, but anyway, but for a long time, they were sending me, they had, they had the freaking J Dub like E sign, whatever it I can't remember. Ensign? Yeah. It's that the watchtower. Yeah, Ensign is the Mormons. They were fucking sending it to me. So that's why I think they were Jehovah's Witness, but then like I hear that they got like kicked out of the church or they were being shunned by the church and then like now they send us a Hanukkah card. I'm like, I don't fucking know. But they had New Testament scriptures written in it. Yeah, yeah. A Hanukkah card with four gospel scriptures written Maybe in it. Maybe they just like the way the cards look. I don't know any Jewish people that celebrate the gospels of Maybe they Jesus. got it like some some door-to-door kid was selling them for Or maybe it's or... like Eldon when he bought like a happy birthday niece and it was for his granddaughter. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, that is going to do it for the, the show tonight. Please support local businesses, support local artists, support local restaurants, like bars. Their, even if you just like their posts, if you share their posts, like that is an amazing way. If you can't afford something, spread the word gift cards. Yeah, gift cards are good. Get the hell out of gift cards. If get you are going to go out to eat, go to a local business. If you are going to get a cup of coffee, go to a local beans coffee shop brews. like Beans and Brews or Mill Creek Roasters or any local shop. Don't Publix. go to, do not fucking go to Starbucks. Don't, Don't just do go it. there because it's burnt coffee. <laughs> it's not good. Just go to a local place. I like um, their egg bites though. No, they're gross. They're like gross. fucking terrible. Go eat out of they can do, hands. Their, their, their chocolate chai latte is not as good as Buzz, but they can do an okay chocolate chai latte. No, they suck. That place sucks. Anyway, support local. Uh, follow us on social media at TNU Podcast and go to our website, thenewutah.com. Um, and that's, that's going to do it. Share the episode. That helps us out. Um, uh, like it. Um, reach out to us if you want to be on the show. We're always taking and entertaining uh, offers for guests. Um, so sometimes we're booked pretty far out. Sometimes we're not. Where are you pointing at me? If I wanted to tell you, I would have said something instead of just pointing at you. <laughs> I guess I guess that's going to do it. Uh, you guys all have a, a nice last week before the holidays. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Put your fucking shopping cart back. Peace out.